Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Side Effect, a show that deals with hot topics from all directions. And now, introducing the funny, the talented, the charismatic, the captivating, the woman who tells it like it is, your host, I am Side. everyone. I am Sai and welcome to the Sai Effect. Today's topic is going to be about lupus. Lupus has been in the news a lot lately from Lady Gaga to Seal and also to rapper Snoop Dogg and his wife Shantae Broadus in dealing with their ordeal with their daughter recently uh, being diagnosed with lupus. Today I have Tiffany Marie Tiffany was recently diagnosed with lupus, and she has been on a crusade to raise awareness ever since. Please give a warm welcome to Tiffany Marie. Hi. Hey, Tiffany. Hi, Hi, Judy. I'm doing pretty good. That's good, that's good. How are you feeling? Feeling good? I'm feeling good today, actually. Can't complain. Awesome, awesome. Now, you and I have been Twitter friends for a long time now, and what brought us together was our um, relation with lupus. You were recently diagnosed with lupus. Can you tell us exactly, first, let's explain what lupus is. Well, lupus is an autoimmune disease where your immune system is too active, so it begins to attack healthy tissues throughout your body, for example, like your kidneys, your eyes, your brain, skin, any organ in your body. So the immune system is no longer able to differentiate between a virus invader and your body's own personal tissues. So it kind of develops autoantibodies that attack each part. And basically... What the diagnosis leaves you, the symptoms of lupus, I know a lot is fatigue and joint pain. There's a lot of joint pain associated with lupus. Yes, there is. That's usually the most common symptom. Right. And a lot of people, um, when they go to the doctor and they're having this joint pain, you know, a lot of the doctors kind of diagnose as, um, arthritis, so there's a lot of people right now who have been misdiagnosed that may have lupus and they just have been diagnosed as having chronic arthritis. So I wanted to bring you on so you can share your story as to when you got diagnosed and what what symptoms were you displaying prior to your diagnosis? Take, take us back to the day you were diagnosed with lupus. Okay. We're going to go back to January of 2010. So mm-hmm. pretty much that's the month I was I was diagnosed. But prior to January, um, I'll say like about December 2009, 
Um, I went to the emergency room from I was having some com- bleeding complications, and I just mm-hmm. didn't know what exactly it was. And they told me at the doctor, you know, oh, you're slightly anemic, oh, you have a hormone imbalance, and mm-hmm. they gave me birth control and sent me back out the door. Right. So, like, that was the answer that I had for going to the ER. And I know a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people get sent to the doctor, the ER, and the doctors can't find out what's wrong. There's all these complications, but they can't nail exactly what's wrong. Mm -hmm. So in January, it was very cold winter here in New York City. And one day I just couldn't get out of bed. I tried to lift my arm, couldn't do it, couldn't lift my head off the pillow. The slightest movement made me burst into tears from the pain. And for about a month, I was bedridden. I couldn't do anything without the help of one of my family members. Wow, that that had to have been really horrible. And Tiffany, you're pretty young. Yeah, I'm only 25. Mm-hmm. You're pretty young, so I know... That was a major issue when um, you've gone to the doctors and you've had these other symptoms yet not being diagnosed with lupus at the time. And, you know, a lot of doctors would diagnose, okay, they look at your age, 25, they'll look at your history, okay, we, yeah, and that's how they narrow out a lot of these diseases by looking at your history and your age and they narrow things out when in actuality, that's not a factor anymore when in regards to lupus. Yes. I know when I was 18 years old, I was having a lot of arthritis-like pains, especially mm-hmm. in my joints. I didn't have swelling so much as just the aching part and the pain part. So, like, my knuckles, my knees, my hips, they would just ache and ache and ache, and I couldn't figure it out. And the first thing that came to mind was arthritis. But to me, I'm like, well, I'm only 18, you know. How can arthritis happen to me? That usually is something you hear much older people have. And I remember going to the doctor at 18 and saying, hey, I think I have arthritis, you know. My knees hurt, my my knuckles hurt, and my doctor was just like, what? 18-year-olds don't get arthritis. Exactly. (laughs) They laugh and chuckle it off, and and in the meantime, you're still in pain, and you want to know the answer as to why. Yes. To think that all those years ago, maybe something could have, you know, been figured out. Mm -hmm. Right. But it was six years um, since then before I could actually get a diagnosis. Wow, six years. And when you got the diagnosis, what was your reaction? I mean, had you even heard of lupus? Well, the first diagnosis I received was rheumatoid rheumatoid arthritis. That was the mm-hmm. first diagnosis I received after getting blood work. After that month, I was stuck in bed. My general doctor told me I tested positive for rheumatoid arthritis. Now, I wanted a second opinion because, you know, just to be on the safe side. And he sent, he referred me to a rheumatologist, and when she did her blood and urine tests, it came back negative for rheumatoid arthritis, positive for lupus. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I was misdiagnosed, but thankfully it was only for a short period of time. Right, thankfully, because, you know, like we said before, 
not being diagnosed in a significant amount of time can be a, a difference between life and death, especially because lupus affects so many major organs, you know, from the heart to the liver to the eyes. So that's that's very good that you were diagnosed in a, in a good amount of time to where you can get medication. Yes. Awesome. Now, after your diagnosis, lupus, people don't understand that lupus is honestly and being on an emotional roller coaster. It's an emotional roller coaster and to 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 finally be diagnosed, I know it was a happy event in your life, but to find out that it was lupus that was like a you know a, a sad moment because I'm, I'm sure not knowing what exact, exactly lupus was. Tell us after your diagnosis what were the next steps that you took? Well, I was just glad to finally know what was going on with my body. Mm-hmm. But I would have to say that lupus affects not only your body physically, but emotionally. It affects every aspect of your life, every single aspect. Um, it was very difficult emotionally just because, you know, I had never heard of it before I stepped into the doctor's office ever Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like this term and you know you just sit there and the doctor's just like lupus and you just hear it over and over and it's just like Mm -hmm. what does this mean what exactly does this mean and I mean it was just a lot of emotional turmoil you know you you get those typical feelings you know why me why this Mm -hmm. you know what is my life going to be now what does exactly does this mean and it means a lot, you know. There's new limitations that your body has when you've been diagnosed with lupus. And mm-hmm. sometimes it's hard for family members to understand exactly what you're going through. And it's even yeah. more difficult for your friends to understand, you know, your limitations because there's so many different things that you have to change that you can't do anymore. Absolutely. And that's the, that can be the most frustrating Thing, if you don't have that family support, it, it, it can make a big, a big difference in dealing with being diagnosed with lupus because, like you said, your limitations have changed and your family and friends, sometimes they think you're over-exaggerating or maybe she really don't want to go, she's using it as an excuse. You know, um, it, it's not that way, and, and a lot of people don't understand that the pain that is, that is associated, like you can't be in the sun, one of the yes. limitations. And, and you know I, I love, love tanning. <laughs> mhm. And I love the beach. I absolutely <laughs> love the beach. So I had to go from the beach daytime to the beach at night. You know, I'm still at the beach, but I just can't do it during the, you know, hot time of the day. But it's it's an emotional roller coaster, and then you're dealing with the different doctors. And being that lupus right now is it's an old disease, but it's new as far as being on the front of you know the forefront of um, the news now. You know, it, it finally has a face because of the the people that I named in the past um, in the, the beginning of the interview from. Um, Lady Gaga saying that she was borderline diagnosed borderline for lupus, from Seal saying that he was diagnosed with lupus, and then again, you know, with Snoop Dogg and Shante Broaddus dealing with their daughter, their young daughter having lupus. 
So it it's 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 very emotional, you know, regarding your relationship with your family because now you have to explain to them and at the same time that you're learning. You're learning what this is. And you're dealing with the doctors now, you know, explain to the people how many doctors that you have to um, go to now because of your diagnosis. Well, I see my general doctor, so that's one, and I also have a rheumatologist, which is the main doctor that you see when you have lupus. And I also see a nephrologist, which is a kidney doctor, um, just to keep up levels with my, to make sure that there's no lupus involvement happening in my kidneys. Right. Um, I haven't seen any other doctors so far, but I'm looking into seeing a nutritionist mm-hmm. as well as a hematologist. Right. Just so that now, they can let me know what's going on with uh, my blood tests. Right. Now, the medications that you're on, what exactly are you taking? Are you taking um, a cocktail of medications or are you able to deal with, with just one, which is usually a steroid? Um, I'm actually taking prednisone, which is a steroid. Um, Mm -hmm. I take about 15 milligrams daily. I'm actually tapering right now. I was at 25, and I'm slowly moving down, so I'm up to 15 milligrams now. Um, And I also take methotrexate, Mm -hmm. which is an anti-malarial drug, and I take about 15 milligrams of that a week. Okay, okay. So because you were diagnosed, early, that really is a major reason why you're not on a whole slew of medication because you don't have any anything that has been affected from the diagnosis of lupus, which is awesome, and I'm, I'm happy for you. Thank now, you. being on the medication, you're very welcome, baby. Being on the medication, how are you feeling? Because sometimes I know that the medication causes a whole other slew of problems, you know, um, steroids definitely have its own um, issues and symptoms that you have to be aware of. How have you been feeling on your medication? Well, I have to say that my pain levels have gone down tremendously because back in January I wasn't able to even walk, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah the, the the drugs have their, their side effects, but... They they enable me to move around and do the things that I wasn't able to do for a whole month, you know. Right. But um, mm-hmm. if emotionally, I have to say that steroids definitely mess with your emotions tremendously. Oh, yeah. Lupus yeah. itself messes with your emotions, you know, because that plays a whole lot into your psychological. But I would have to say that on top of lupus, the prednisone definitely messes with your emotions. You know, you can be yeah. really happy one minute and then the slightest thing could tick you off and you'd be in, burst into mm-hmm. tears and then you'd get angry the next second. Or, right. you know, I live in the refrigerator at the craziest hours of the night. <laughs> and then let's talk you know? about the sleep, sister, the sleep, the lack yes. of there is. Yes, <laughs> definitely yeah. causes the r- ridiculous insomnia. You're up at oh, all kinds of hours. You. It's crazy. It's crazy. So you're dealing with not only the diagnosis, but the psychosis of this medication that you're having to take. It. It's rough. And being in a relationship, having a significant other, boyfriend slash, you know, whatever, that can be really rough for them. 
to have to deal with these emotional roller coasters and and sadly there is a, a huge percentage of people that have been diagnosed not only with lupus but with any disease that their relationship ceases because the partner cannot deal with the emotional roller coaster that's associated with being diagnosed with any disease. How has that how has that been for you? Have you had any problems with keeping a relationship or no, that was definitely one thing I did not want to bring onto myself. I knew that this was going to be a re- like an emotional roller coaster and yeah. a new experience and definitely a, a very tough journey for me living with lupus. And as we all know, relationships are their own turmoil. They have their own complications, their own problems, oh, yeah. their own side effects. <laughs> and that was one thing I'm not trying to throw into the mix. <laughs> right. But I definitely Mark. have had, heard lots of stories from, you know, fellow lupus sisters and brothers who have had complications with their marriages or with their relationships, mm-hmm. of people not understanding. And I feel like, you know, it doesn't take much for a person to un- to understand. We can't expect someone to fully understand what it's like right. for us living with lupus, but there has to be some kind of compassion for someone who's going through such an ordeal, you know? And there's so much right. information. There's so much information out there right now. I would say that this year, 2010, is the year, if you're going to ever be diagnosed with lupus, this is the year to be diagnosed. Just because there's so much out there, there's so much happening right now. Ten years ago, 20 years ago, it was a totally different scene, you know. There was not a lot of help out there. It was just, here, Mm -hmm. take this drug or maybe take this one. But there's so much happening right now. Right. Back 10 years ago, 20 years ago, you were basically a guinea pig because, like you said, no one knew anything about lupus. You know, I mean, I had heard about lupus, you know, but I had heard about older people getting lupus, so it wasn't like a shock. You know, someone 80 years old that's being diagnosed with lupus, it's like, okay, what is this? But to be, you know, 20s and in your 30s being diagnosed, heck, even in your being 12 and 10 years old like Snoop Dogg and Shantae's daughter, you know, she was diagnosed at an early age, and I can't even imagine Six for years old. Baby, Mm-hmm. Six years old for a baby to have gone through something as what we've gone through and not being able to explain what they're feeling because lupus is, is is horrible. It's a horrible, painful. It's a painful disease. It is. It's painful, and I can't even imagine. So I applaud her for being able to get back on the horse, and and she should be a lot of people's inspiration with her being a baby you know, and, and being diagnosed at that early age, she should, she's a lot of people's inspiration saying, listen, I can get over this, I can do it. Because yeah, she's Corey's a fighter. <laughs> she's living a normal life, as close to a normal life. And that's that's awesome. Now, getting back to your diagnosis, how have your family been able to deal with it? I mean, they've seen you struggle over the years with pains and aches and not being able to get out of bed and then voila, you've been diagnosed with lupus and you finally have a name associated with all this pain that you're having. How how exactly did your pan, your your parents or your family as a whole dealt with this? 
Well, my mom has been there since day one. She was there with me for my diagnosis. She took me to all of my appointments. And she's been... She's been, like, the strongest support system that I have right now. Mm-hmm. You know, um, growing up, I was always, I'm the I'm the oldest of six children. Um, mm-hmm. So I was always the one, you know, to take care of everyone. You know, if she couldn't get mm-hmm. to it, I was definitely right there. And for the first time, you know, I had to let her handle everything, you know. Mm-hmm. I was, and that was I hard. baby all over again, and... And it was very hard for me because, you know, I I was always that mommy number two to make sure everything was going right. And these days I definitely can't be up to par with all the things I used to do. But she's definitely very supportive. And my siblings are very supportive. Every once in a while, you know, I have to remind them, hey, I can't take you to the park today. My knees hurt. You know, <laughs> you know, I have to remind them every every now and again the little things that I can't do. But for the most part, they're very supportive. Like over wow. here, we had a a lupus a lupus hospital tour mm-hmm. um, with the SLE Lupus Foundation, and my my eight year old brother Jeremiah came along with me and. Afterwards, I hear him telling my mom, "Did you know? Did you know that the, if there's blood in your urine, it means lupus is in your kidneys." Wow. <laughs> so it's just it's just awesome, you know, to to hear them learning and actually, you know, knowing what's going on with me. Right. They're very awesome. supportive. And that's very important. Again, with any disease, like I said, not only lupus, but with any disease, the the foundation of means a lot. It's, it's a difference between how well you're going to do with having this disease and how healthy you're going to continue to be, you know, because stress is another big factor with having lupus. You cannot stress yourself out, and not having a support of your family and your friends, that's, that's stressful. That can be a very stressful situation if you let it. Yes, Definitely. So tell very, me, very important. Yeah. Tell me, what are you doing? I know you're doing a lot to raise awareness regarding lupus. What are some things that you've done on your own since your diagnosis? Um, so far, I've formed the lupus Facebook support page. It's mm-hmm. called Friends. It's called Friends Against Lupus, mm-hmm. and it's it's just basically a community I first started. Um, to just share what lupus was, because when I first found out, you know, was sitting sitting in the doctor's office, and my whole feeling was I never wanted anyone to find out about lupus exactly. in the doctor's right. office with that. a diagnosis, mm-hmm. you know, right. and then having to go and look look it up or try and figure out what it was, because when I was mm-hmm. diagnosed, you know, my rheumatologist was like, yeah, you know. Um, your blood work came back, and you have lupus, and, you know, she kind of pushed up. Uh, well, that's... I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> it's okay. She kind of pushed the white paper over the, over the table, and it just had, like, all these writings on it, and that was basically her telling me what lupus was. Wow, So I wanted cold. to have... Yes, it was very... Rheumatologists, I, like, it's really hard to find a good one. When you find a good one, stick with them. But Absolutely. the important thing is... Definitely don't feel like you have to stay with the one doctor that you you find. You find one that's 
you're comfortable with, that definitely treats you the way you're supposed to be treated. Mm-hmm. Because I, I tell a lot of people to not only take their health into their own hands, but also, you know, just like you said, when you find a doctor that actually listens and not treat you like another number, because that's what basically most doctors treat you like, another number, okay, next is a revolving door going in and out. It's very important to find a doctor who's going to look out for you. You know your body better than he does. He sees you when you're sick, but you're dealing with this pain or whatever you're having every single day. So you make, I tell people to make the doctor listen, and if they don't, next, on to the next one, because you're not, you know, it's it's about you. It's your life. This is very true. Um, several of the other things that I'm doing at the at this point um, with Friends Against Lupus is just making it a forum so that everybody, whether you're a lupus patient or whether you're a supporter of someone who has lupus, you can have a community to come to to share anything that you want to share. It could be a question you have. Um, we definitely have a discussion tab on there. Lots of people ask questions. And then other patients, you know, answer questions based on their own experience. But it's definitely just like a happy place for people to come yeah. for support, to feel like there's someone else out there who knows exactly how I feel. There's someone out there who's out there fighting against this disease that I have, and it's not just me. I'm not alone. Absolutely. And the energy, I belong to the group as well, and the energy of the group is amazing. And we thank you, Tiffany Marie. We know, you know, having lupus, you're not 100% every day, but we thank you every time I'm on Twitter or I'm on the Facebook group. Your energy is magnifying. And I want to personally thank you for that because that means a lot to someone who is not feeling well at the time. And that gives, you know, the other lupus warriors the extra energy to maybe get up out of the bed and and just go do that one thing, just something, but not stay in the bed. You know what I mean? Yes, definitely. I feel like there's only two ways you can approach a situation, you know. You're either going to do it with a positive light or you're going to do it with a negative light. And why would you want to go down the negative road when there's so much more that can come out of being positive, no matter what the situation is? Yeah, you're absolutely right. You can get a lot done keeping it positive, you know. And, again, I go back to how you're going to live with this disease, if you're going to live with this disease with a bunch of negativity, you're not going to make it. It's going to be a long, painful road. You're not going to make it. It's going to be a long, painful, hard road. This is very true. So that's why I just try and throw out, you know, some happy thoughts here and there and some positivity, Mm -hmm. just because, you know, we all have our off days, you know. It's right. definitely it's we definitely have our off days, we definitely have our moments of sadness. And sometimes we just need reminders that, you know, hey, we're gonna make it, you know. It's right. not it's it's not all a death sentence. It's definitely not right. There's so much that we have to live to live for and there's so much that we can accomplish. We each have our own personal aspirations and dreams and having lupus doesn't mean that we can accomplish that. Absolutely. Now, you also have a blog or I think a lupus. um... Yes, it's called Living La Vida Lupus. Ah, 
<laughs> yes, it's called Living La Vida Lupus, and um, I think the URL is hersilverlining.blogspot.com. Okay. And it's basically um, it's basically a site where I just share my own personal life, and it's it's me and my journey living with lupus, and it's full of all of my learnings, and I just share all my findings with anyone who comes across it. Awesome. Now. What advice can you give to someone who has not been diagnosed but may display some of the symptoms that we've stated earlier? Um, I would say the most important thing is to keep a journal just Mm -hmm. because, like you said, we know our body better than our doctors do. Yeah. For a while, I was keeping what I like to call a food diary, but I did record other things in there. So when I wake up, I kind of assess how my body feels. You know, if I have aches and pains, if I have a headache, a migraine, and I'd write down exactly where I'm feeling pain, how does the pain feel, how intense it is, and then, you know, once I go and shower and all that good stuff, I'll write down what I had for breakfast because that's extremely important. Um, When I took my meds, I'd write that down. And then over a course of time, I realized that when I ate certain foods, it caused certain pains. Right. It caused a different flare-up, yeah. mm Mm-hmm, which is is what led me to seeing a nephrologist because I was having a lot of stomach pains and, you know, proteins. And stuff like that. So I would say a journal is very, very important. Just because you have something to look back on and you'll be able to tell your doctor, well, on this day I was feeling this and this and this and this happened. And they would be able to help you more. They'd be able to give you a a precise diagnosis of what they think is going on. Because the doctor can't tell you something is going on with you unless you tell them what's going on with you. Right. And I know... For myself, when I go to the doctor, by the time I actually get there, when I finally get the appointment, I'm, like, feeling better, and I've forgotten half of the stuff that I had issues about prior to going. So keeping a journal is definitely a good idea to do. Yes. Now, once you, what kind of advice can you give someone once they've been diagnosed with lupus, do you recommend that people go to the chat rooms and talk? Because I know when I was diagnosed, the first thing I did was I had to get information. I went to the chat rooms, I joined chat rooms, I joined blogs, and frankly, I ended up joining a lot of blogs that were basically depressing. That's why I love your blog. It it gives you a sense of encouragement to keep moving, but I joined a lot of blogs that were depressing and I was already depressed, and I went into a deeper depression, and it made things worse, and I kind of shut myself out completely and shut myself off from everything and everybody because I had no idea. It left me more confused. So like you said, 2010 is the perfect time if you're going to be diagnosed. It's the perfect time to be diagnosed because of all the positive information and the blogs and the sites that we have out there. So going back to my question, what advice can you give to someone that was told that 
they have lupus now and don't have, didn't know what lupus was and didn't have any information, what can you give them going from experience? The most important aspect after my diagnosis is a support system, a positive support system. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where I would be without my support system because I was, I felt so lost after being diagnosed. And I definitely had a deep moment of confusion and sadness mm-hmm. of just not knowing what it was that I was going to be going through, what what I was going to what was I going to be expecting? And was there anyone else? Was I the only one? So I would definitely stress a support group. Um there are lots of lupus support groups across, you know, the nation. There are so many. Um you can definitely find them just by going onto Google and typing in, you know, lupus support groups in and then whatever city or state, you know, you're living in and right. lots of stuff will will pop up. Um I can relate to you finding a lot of depressing blogs online because you know, a lot of people just they just block their emotions, you know, and a lot of people get into that, you know, emotional turmoil and their way of healing is getting it out online. But definitely right. I would say that there's a lot of positive ones out there. Absolutely. I have come across quite a few positive ones. Um, and yours being one of them, definitely. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. Um, very definitely I would say a support system is definitely important. Not only can you find blogs online of people who are living with lupus, but you can find communities on Facebook. There are lots of positive ones. Um, you could also find lots of lupus patients and supporters on Twitter. There's like a whole uh-huh. community, and almost oh, all yeah. of them are of they're a fun bunch. Yep, <laughs> I personally, yes, I personally love each and every one of them. They are, they always keep you inspired. Um, I've heard so many stories. Um, since being diagnosed. And I just have to say that, you know, I I get a lot of um, people telling me, you know, that a lot of the things I say are inspiring. But the truth is that I get inspired by each lupus patient that I, that I come across. You know, each one of them are doing so many wonderful things and they have this positive energy that is just contagious. And it's just yeah. like I catch it and I just have to pass it on to someone else. So I would say a support group is definitely critical. You cannot be without a support group, and that's something that each lupus patient should strive to have and not give up until they have that in some way. Now, tell us, you recently linked up with um, Shantae Broadus, who is the wife of rapper Snoop Dogg. Yes. Regarding um, I actually met her on my birthday in August on the 28th, and um, I got an email from the SLE Lupus Foundation. Um, I actually go there for support groups each month, mm-hmm. and they were telling me, you know, Shante may come in, and she wants to meet some, you know, she wants to meet some people, and we want to show her people in our community who are doing things for lupus and spreading awareness. So, you know, I was definitely not going to say no. And I'm definitely I'm definitely very passionate about spreading awareness because I never want anyone else to, you know, find out behind a doctor's office. So right. I definitely met her on my birthday and it was an amazing experience. Um she spoke a lot about Corey 
and let us know that she's she's doing wonderful. She joined the softball team, and she's <laughs> doing pretty. Yeah, she's doing pretty good right now. Yeah, um, that's she's a wonderful. Shantae is a wonderful person. You know, she's not just you know the wife of Snoop Dogg. She's a wonderful right. person, and she is a very strong advocate for lupus. And people have to remember, just because you're a celebrity, you are a human being first. You're human first. And I love that about Shantae. Um, she's doing a lot of big things in the community, not only for lupus, but as a businesswoman as well. Now, Tiffany, you have lupus. You're not letting it stop you from doing what you want to do. What are some things that you're trying to do right now as far as for Tiffany? What are your dreams and aspirations? Um, right now, I guess I'm really focusing on um, Friends Against Lupus as a nonprofit foundation. Mm-hmm. I know you want something that's non-lupus related, but it's it's kind of oh, no. difficult for me to uh, separate it from everything. Yeah. That I'm doing I right now. I agree because it non lupus related or lupus related doesn't matter as long as you have passion, drive, and and you're pursuing what you truly believe and want to do. You know what I mean? And that's what it's all about. Yes. I mean there were a lot of things, you know, growing up that I wanted to do, you know, I wanted to be a marine biologist. But mm-hmm. I find that, you know, this is my passion, and mm-hmm. my passion is spreading awareness and trying to bring a positive, trying to show everyone the positive side of lupus. It's not all, you know, dark and dreary. There's mm-hmm. definitely a positive side, and I feel like we've got to share our story and we've got to reach out to everyone else out there who has lupus or is a spouse of someone who has lupus or is a supporter of someone with lupus and just let them know, hey, you guys are not alone and there's definitely help out there and there's support out there for you because there's so many people across the globe who don't have support. They're alone and they have no they have nowhere to turn, you know. They don't they don't have a good doctor or they don't know how to find a doctor or, you know, they need help with health insurance. Things like that. There's so many different complications and problems, and it's very hard to find help for people out there. So that's kind of my passion right now. My passion is is to spread awareness and to provide positivity and help for people who have lupus and people who are helping people with lupus. Awesome. And, again, we applaud you and we love you for that. You know, a, a lot of people... Like you said, don't have that 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 um that connection with someone who's able to help them against you know help them over that hump, and it's and it's sad because I read about it every day, and I cannot imagine not having the support of my family, my mother, my sisters. I I I wouldn't be here, honestly, if it wasn't for the support of my family. Now, Tiffany, where can they reach you on Twitter? How can someone friend you on Twitter or Facebook? Um, I am at Facebook.com slash Tiffany and Lupus. You can definitely find me on Facebook there. And I'm also on Twitter at Tiffany and Lupus. 
So either of those two, you can find me on there. Type type Tiffany and Lupus, and I'll pop up. (laughs) I'll definitely pop up. Awesome. Well, baby girl, thank you for sharing your story, and I wish you great health and much success in spreading awareness regarding lupus, and you keep inspiring, okay? We appreciate everything that you do. Thank you so much. Thank you, baby. Again, this is the Psy Effect. I am Psy. You can find me every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com forward slash the Psy Effect at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Again, I want to thank my special guest, Tiffany Marie. We were discussing lupus. If you have any questions regarding lupus, you can always give me a call at 954 or you can send an email to the effect at gmail.com. Until next time, kisses. Well, that's it, everybody. Thank you for joining in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, check us out next time for more fun and more laughs on the Sci